It's time for another bootlegging booty and rum-running ragamuffin-style adventure this week as the crew of the Tidebreaker face their greatest challenge yet on this week's Dead Men Roll No Crits. Scheduling? <laughs> Getting five people together in the same room at the same time. Or, or five different rooms, as is our case. This is your GM Patrick here, your organized criminal cartel leader, and joining me in sneaking the goods off-island are my four friends and your players, Jibbert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Yo-ho! Greetings! Hi. You guys remember we, we do this podcast? <laughs> usually, usually yeah, we, we had Yeah, we had three uh, <laughs> unique and inconvenient circumstances that stopped us from recording last week oh yeah we tried tuesday wednesday and thursday to get this podcast put together and it did like, not you know happen no, probably most relatable tonight. content we've ever put out for our listeners Honestly, yes. is that scheduling conflicts have gotten in the way of our playing <laughs> yes it happens it happens normally it's just vacations and stuff and those are pre-planned but yeah a whole bunch of stuff just came up all at once but we're here guys and we're ready to to jump in and maybe it's good that we took a week off recording because this week's episode also has a time skip of sorts it's been two weeks since you guys have played but it's been a full month or so for your characters since the last time we saw them is you have some downtime here and some time to yourselves on the island as we are kind of jumping forward to maybe a week or so before or the planned dinner that Captain Cassius has to throw for the pirate council members that are going to judge you. They're going to judge you so hard. Um, <laughs> ready for judging. I'm, I'm judging this Sam Adams Boston Lager remix because it remastered <laughs> because it grew like a two inch head, like Uh-oh. unprompted. Just like all of a sudden it has a massive head. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Like More relatable content. It's like a child's uh, uh, science experiment. It's an inflatable <laughs> head. It, uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to drink no volcano here. Come on. <laughs> Does it have <laughs> next? Uh, next, there's going to be like a potato clock floating in it. And... I was, was going to ah, ask, ask if it has like a, a Guinness style CO2 cartridge. <laughs> you you no. rattle around. No. Uh-uh. Like, let's let's just make a, a whole bunch. No. Anyway, oh. sorry. Well, what, what, I mean, now that you, you've brought it up, what are you judging it on a scale of 1 to 10? Let it, let people know. Fine. No, that's oh, fine not on a scale number. of 1 to 10. That's not a number. It's very close to 5. It is a letter off. We'll go and with 5. Thematically, it does. 5 does seem like fine. Five seems fine. I remember like back in the day, like fine. people, people would like lose their, their crap over like a video game getting like a, seven or an eight like <laughs> out of ten and it's just like that's fine that's good that's a that's yeah. above five well <laughs> we, we run into that on kaiju versus history a lot because we have a one to ten scale for for rating movies miles and i over there and so many movies that we absolutely love just the way that we you know rate different aspects of them it's not just our personal enjoyment that we're looking at a lot of them turn out to be sevens and stuff and like seven is still very good, I think, on our one to ten scale. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think people just confuse the one to ten with like your typical school scale, and so you know, people hear a six or whatever, like that's failing, that's bad, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely that's trash. Yeah. 
not how and it so works. It's like, no, my parents will never accept a six. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, about uh, to say, uh, the school scale is actually like one to five, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Zero, one to five. And in, in that one and, through and, 50 and, is a zero. And, and, a, and, a, and a one to two is no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything below five is not good. Guys, let's talk bit by bit through your characters this week and talk about how they've spent their time. Some of the, the longest downtime we, we've had in the last year or so for your characters since you've you've taken control of the, the Tidebreaker. Cassius, Tyler, the last month has been a pretty big headache of, of managing resources, time, manpower, and trying to get to the fart reconstructed. There's a, a growing population of a few hundred unruly laborers and, and lay people that have flocked to the island uh, to try and help now that it's it's been settled. You have an ally in, in Mr. Bartleby at your side who's trying to keep up doing, doing the bookkeeping and whatnot. But yeah, the amount of micromanaging that still needs to be done, you are required to remain sober for like four to six hours out of the day like mi <laughs> minimum <laughs> and doing work that entire time How, how's cassius handling basically a nine to yeah two job <laughs> you know i think probably there are better days than others overall he's probably pretty quick quick to flare up you may be barking more orders than he normally would just a little more surly mm-hmm mm -hmm. Bert, is this Bartleby's dream is just having to manage more funds and more projects and it's 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 this is what he was born to do the and your, your hr responsibilities have quintupled yeah i mean i mean you know it's a it's a challenge but it's a fun challenge you know and i, I let's let's be honest here let's be honest here this is uh this is Bartleby's time to shine here in this adventure, because <laughs> things need to be kept track of. We need to keep ledgers and balance spreadsheets, and one day they will invent Excel. But for now, you need Bartleby. I mean, you literally had to bust out the scales because the the massive treasure hordes, the you know the Bikendi's hoard that you brought back, and, and you know when it sailed into Fort Olivier, you got the dragon treasure hoard treasure that you you pull out of sumitha a ton of stuff that needs to be weighed and measured and at the end of it you have thousands and thousands of gold pieces of of treasure like i said enough to pay the the, the crews you know to to go i guess into the black in the ledger books for the better part of a year paying off the crew's payrolls but also 15 full points of plunder that can be, be traded and bartered and, and what have you and can help with the construction, which we'll, we'll get back to later. As the two of you are, are walking around this day that we find you all on, another ship comes into the, the harbor, sails into the Bay of No Hospitality, and as people start to unload, you watch as nine finely dressed folks and frilling, a frilly revealing boussiers, fancy suits, finery clothes get on a small boat and since the the dock is not yet built at this point not yet finished they row themselves ashore with a, a woman at the the head of of this rowboat here and as they beach you see owlbear heartshorn and mahim the naga killer try to 
help them out of their boat, but the woman at the lead just kind of jumps into the surf and gets herself to the shoreline, and after some pleasantries with Sendara Quinn, you see your ship's doctor kind of point in your direction, and this bevy of, of women and gentlemen kind of come up to you, Captain. And at this point, you see at, at their front a middle-aged woman with impeccable makeup, smelling of floral arrangements. I believe I have some. That must be bevy. I have art for this lady. Is that short for Beverly? Can you see this? For Bevan. Yes. Yeah. Odessa. Oh, she does introduce herself as that. Greetings, Captain. The name's Odessa Requeo. Me and me girls are, and the gentlemen's here, are formerly of the forlorn lover, uh, the, the brothel of Quint. But we sue to break our contract, and accounts of, uh, well, there's some abusive behavior from the new management in that establishment. Uh, so we booked passage for uh, Mediagalti Isle, but the crew taking us there expected us to be on our backs for free the whole voyage after having paid a fair share for a ride. We were marooned on an island just to the south and caught passage here on this ship, the, the cinder pine that was coming to resupply you here today. Me girls are clean and sharp, the gentlemen twice as so. They smell good, they're clean. Uh, they, they've worked tavern and hotels in, all over Quint, as well as other isles of the Shackles, and many are accomplished dancers and singers and courtesans. We aren't looking for a handout, just some place to work our trade in peace. Might might be a chance to set down some roots here on your, your new isle. This is really weird. Why? They, they're, just, <laughs> they, they're, they're sex workers and they want yeah. a place to ply their I trade. I mean, they're almost like refugees, right? Yeah. Like they've been Captain. abused and... They're sex-ugies. Yeah, Cap Captain Lee, these would be a great addition to our local economy. Besides, we all know that sex work is real work, Captain. And if you turn these people away, I swear to God. <laughs> please, I Erasmus will never Pardon forgive me. you. I, I, said I haven't so even little. introduced myself. Oh, what, what you're... Mr. Quayo, my name is Captain Cassius mm. of the Tidebreaker. Your reputation reputation uh, does precede you, Captain. We, we've heard all about your isle and your... You're faring in the free captain's regatta. Oh, you flatter me with with your words, but we are happy to accommodate you and those you bring with ye. And although we only, as we are, you can tell, we are setting up our, our small establishment here, and I've only had one main rule for those who wish to set up shop or ply their trade. And maybe he, like, takes a step a little bit closer, and he goes, and that'd be a demonstration of the quality of goods that they intend to bring to the island. Nah, gross. Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> <Hyler>, I... <laughs> okay. Bartleby whips out his abacus and starts clicking and clacking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now... Uh, that's I as flirty this... as I'm ever going to get on this show. I hope I'll you're happy. Okay, now role play the next scene. <laughs> I, I can't role play. I have to take my shirt off in real life. You've done this to me, Tyler. <laughs> I'm not good at role play, and that's why I'm a GM. <laughs> well, that's okay. If, if we have to... Uh, if we have to LARP this this next part, I guess that's what, you know, whatever, for the content. I'm, I'm sparing you all by turning off my camera on Zoom, but <laughs> here they are. Here are the goods. Oh, gosh, why would you do this to me? Oh, they're oh fantastic. My. I can only imagine. Oh, you wish. You wish you got 
got all the, the looks. Oh, uh, oh, we got the we got an audience. I'm very glad I turned the camera off. <laughs> a baby just oh. burst into Tyler's room. All right, so you've asked for a demonstration of just oh. the the dancing. Yeah, more the dancing and the performing, right? Yeah, the performing, I imagine yes. it's something you know akin to as lascivious as. 1960s Star Trek gets, you know, like the, the captain goes down to the aisle and some some trader like snaps his hands and all of a sudden green girls in bikinis start doing some some wacky dances. But no, some of them like bring out fans and and um and other things and I guess where they can find some some hard wood here on the docks, tap out some soft shoe and I mean it's a it's a pretty pretty nice performance. You can tell they are very skilled and a few bust out you know some some classic tunes perhaps do some some singing here as of yet you don't have anything in the way of performers or entertainment for for the party is this is this yeah i can i'll explain to odessa that you know we are going to be hosting a a gathering and that anything whether it be performance attire clothes costumes we will have them made or brought in, and I, you know, emphasizing like this can't just be any other pirate shindig or sloppily thrown together deal at your watering hole. This, this will be for all the lords to see, and I want it to be a time to remember. Yeah, she can work out a contract with you for you know the 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 amount of time that the lords will be here. You can basically have them cooking, entertaining. And, and being um, at the beck and call for the, the lords for, for that, that entire time. We will get back to Miss Odessa and, and the, the the cost of, of that in a little while. Let's uh, let's move on. I guess these don't have to be in any order to either Honto, Candoso, or Laris. Does anybody want to go next and talk about what, what happens in some of your downtime? Well, I, I can say um, in the last episode, we sort of left off with Olivier sailing off on t- into the horizon, leaving mm-hmm. poor Alaris behind once again. I think that this has riled up some memories from her childhood of watching her beloved uncle sail off into the distance and her longing for the sea. And I think that this is bringing back some of those same feelings, right? So I think Alaris is Really eager to get back out on the ocean on a boat, given where we are right now. Um, on the boat again. I mean, maybe I maybe she just spends her spends her downtime, you know, practicing her sailing lore. Maybe getting a hot boat from time to time, just kind of <laughs> check I mean, out the this, beaches. I don't know. At this point, if you want to take the tidebreaker out on patrols, you can because the 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 your vessel has been repaired and is is uh you know maybe you want to clear some space in in the the bay for other ships coming and going but you can defend the aisle yeah i think that's a that great time. idea i mean it'll just break down if it sits at the dock all day right that's how pirate ships work so you need <laughs> to take it out it's a good idea to start it every few days <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say, that's how my car works exactly. Once a month, you want to you want to you want to redline it in order to to clean off some of the buildup. Yeah, the barnacles on the bottom, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just we open up the sale. Someone just to make sure it still works. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, dude, we can get SpongeBob SquarePants and just keel haul him all the way from the front to the back. <laughs> I mean, he's a sponge, so it's going to. Yeah, just scrub him up. Yeah, scrub up the ship. You ever yeah. tried to and sponge a barnacle? It gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you need. That's why you need like a biological sponge, like a proper, yeah. like, like not a squishy sponge. Are you calling yeah, don't SpongeBob get it, don't get it from the SquarePants not a biological sponge? <laughs> biological. <laughs> well, I, I will say, Rebecca, Alaris doesn't have to wait too long because there are so many pirate ships that are, are coming and going from the mainland from some of the larger isles eventually you do get along with one of these deliveries a a letter for you from indeed Valea and your uncle olivier who write that they are safe in port peril spending some time there getting her accustomed to the pirate you know quote-unquote modern world she's not been a part of for for some time he writes, you know, he's going to spend a little bit of time in the company of some old friends who have old wine cellars and literally surprising people who thought he was dead, like jumping out from behind something and <laughs> saying boo. Uh, is, he, is he not dead anymore? Nope, no. he's brought back to life. Oh, okay, We brought right. him back to life because we found his I, femur, remember? I thought, oh, no, see, I thought we were... I thought we were just, like, removing some curse, and so he was just, like, ghost adventuring out onto the... <laughs> now he's flesh and blood again. Yep. Cool. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Looking better than ever. Well, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's taking advantage and just going full lush mode and, and drinking every <laughs> drop he can. Oh, boy. Like, like Bender in that episode where he gets turned <laughs> into a human. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going nuts. Now it's bad for him, so it's more fun. <laughs> He he wishes you luck on the the dinner that you're getting ready for, and gives you a little piece of advice. He he says, make sure even if you have a, a distaste for any of the pirate council, you show them the utmost respect because they can really make or break the seats on the council. And if you impress them enough, there is possibility that another seat could be cleared off for. The first mate of the captain that won the ricotta for an Alaire Del Karen herself. That's some good advice. I'll, uh, I'll do my best to make my uncle cr- uncle proud. There is a, I mean, a little bit of a spoiler warning, a bit of a meta game in this book at the end that, depending on how well you do over the next like seven or eight episodes while we we get to the end of book four that determines if at all you get a seat on the pirate council or if there's other conditions for it so there's definitely a way that you can actually completely fail this book and (laughs) have just about everything that happened in the isle of empty no pressure guys Uh, <laughs> I hear that if you don't do the correct sequence of side quests, you lock yourself out of the good ending. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. I think you guys. I mean, to be honest, there's not. It's not determined yet, <laughs> but I think you guys are on track for for good ending stuff. I don't think too many NPCs have been slaughtered. <laughs> I think all those dialogue trees are still open to you guys for the most part. Yeah, I take uh, back all, all we said about keel hauling in our spare time. Didn't do that. Spo- spoiler warning, like, 
pirates like Knuckles Gripe and Mr. Plug, yeah, you could kill them with no repercussions. That's totally fine. <laughs> so, right. What about what about Candoso and Honto? Who wants to talk about your downtime activity? I think I am doing a little bit of some, a little bit of little agriculture mm. and a little bit of wildlife maintenance making sure that the ecosystem is balanced and healthy and making sure that there are that there are abundant places for uh, creatures of all types to live in harmony with one another and also that they stay where they are and do not come into or near our fort and do not come and you know wreck up the place while we're having a big party or something you know if if you want to make it your some of your downtime activity there still are dinosaurs on the the lower echelons the lower lowlands of the island including the the tyrannosaurus rex that scripture jack 100 percent saw <laughs> for sure uh, there's at least, at least one family of t-rexes but if you want to spend some time corralling them to the plateau which yeah i mean is, I, I feel like i feel like yeah we i'd sort of set up a portion of the island as like a nature preserve you know where like <laughs> spare no expense spare no expense yeah exactly and then we can take the pirate captains around to the different in, enclosures oh, yes. so that they can see them <laughs> just bring a goat with you an extra goat <laughs> right. and, uh, I was say, wait, we've got a couple like side islands here we could put them all on one island and call uh, it isla nublar or something like that no no the side <laughs> island is where you breed them and then you bring them over <laughs> we gotta like, have island off the coast of far to livier was it, was it site <laughs> b or something i forget yeah so, so yeah. isla nublar was where the park was yep. and isla sorna was where the breeding grounds were but yeah, so yeah, just just try just trying to sort of like you know mm-hmm. corral that and make that a, a nice place for them where they won't venture out too frequently. And other than well, that, doing a little regenerative farming if we have a few months here, and I assume it it, it feels like good weather. So uh, maybe grow some some avocados for some killer guac. Um, <laughs> Those require so much water, but you have. That, water, that's why water I got generation con- control spell control water spells. That's it. You got it. Well, not just that, but you also have the the help of the Nereid Fae of the oh, Isle, right, yeah. Safina, who's taken to you like a fish to water over the last month or so. Daily, she requests your presence in her waters, and if you're spending time elsewhere, she drapes herself in her gossamer shawl and steps out of her, her pool to follow you on some of these adventures, but... For the most part, she is constantly wanting to get back to her cove to spend sauna days just kind of doting on you. And I'll, I will come and visit her at least once per day. But, no, but she's, she's willing to help with, to attend with uh, uh, dinosaur adventures. All right, <laughs> cool. So yeah, it's yeah. like one of those one of those friends that always like invite you over. And oh, she wants like, to whenever whenever you invite them over, they always decline. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wants to be more than a friend. She's she's giving you kisses and gives you a pet name of can can but she is indeed can can my little legs up can can q a n q a n yeah she she says uh it was either that or dosi do so you know (laughs) on this on this day after you've you've done many of your agricultural duties she'll give you a a little sauna back rub and say yeah can can i i must say it has been some time since i felt stirring such as this when you are near to me i I feel like I can trust you. Well, well, that is very nice to hear. I, I feel similarly. What, 
What makes you say that? I, I've I've grown accustomed to your your touch and your presence here, and I find myself worrying. If you were to be hurt or something happened to you, and I was not there, I she kind of breaks up a little bit. I I don't think I would feel very good, and I like feeling good. I'm very confused. Hmm. I see. You're worried for my safety, and I appreciate that. And rest assured, there is nothing on this island that can that can harm me at this point. I mean, I, I, I saw a, a a three-horned, two-ton creature nearly stab you to death last mm. week. That's mm. not true. No, no, he was. She was just fooling around. We, we were wrestling. We were joshing. We were <laughs> joshing. She didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> so, yeah. regardless, per, perhaps, perhaps mis misunderstanding uh, the, the playing down the degree of danger that Kendozo is r- routinely in. R- regardless, I, I, I would be beside myself if you were hurt, and I want to give you a piece of my grace to protect you. the The, the pool around you begins to to bubble up as glowing magical air bubbles kind of lift you a little bit. Uh, she rests her very warm hands on your. Your cheeks and her eyes glow blue as she imparts upon you a spell. (gasps) Not just any spell, a focus spell known as Rising Surf. Rising Surf, you say? I don't think you have it already, but it seems like a pretty... I'm not familiar with this. She says, "Uh, let, let the waves be your ally wherever you are, and if you're in danger, let them carry you back to me. I will, Elsafina. Thank you. This is... This is a very kind gift. I will, I will stay safe for you. You, you know, if if she's given this to you, she basically can't do this spell herself while oh. while you have access to it. So oh, it's given up kind of a bit of her her magics. This is, and, and can you remind me the name of the spell one more time? Rising Surf, spelled S E R F in this case. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> You're mine. No, I'm the rising. I will till the land, my lord, and I will make it fertile for you. <laughs> That's right. So now I have to work her land forever. <laughs> you until move. I can pay off my debt. <laughs> Basically, you ride a wave of water that moves you up to, I think at this point, like 50 feet. <laughs> and rising up to 5 feet above the ground. No, about 25 feet above the ground, if you can. And uh, you must end your movement in an unoccupied space, but it is a a single move and a single action focus spell. That's pretty cool. Is the like is that. the is the verbal component Kawabunga? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually just somatic, no no verbal. Hmm. Oh, yeah, what's wrong? It's the it's the horns. It, it, this is just water bending. So just riding that um, wave. Yeah, that's cool. That's 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 really neat. Uh, I will. I'll do this. I'll, I'll do this all the time now. <laughs> it's the only way I move now. <laughs> I'm going to have to take, take a 10-minute rest every time I move <laughs> to get my focus point back. Brutal. <laughs> Moving on to Honto over the last month or so with your your downtime. I imagine you're examining the, the orange onyx stone of the Lurgini peoples. Mm-hmm. And d- going going at your yourself is is a bit of a a hard road to, to a hard path to walk down. But indeed, you get some insight after perhaps using the the purple pearl once more. As he definitely at one point tried to like 
touch them together to see if it did anything. It Well, like I said last week, it kind of feels like there is a repulsive force yeah. kind of yeah. between them. That, is, mean, it, is, it, just like, is it stronger than him? Like, can he not physically touch them together? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think, all right. I, th- I think that probably the closest, but there's also kind of like an orbit that they want to be in around one another because it, oh. it doesn't seem to take effect much outside of a foot. But like once you get them closer, it just like stops, stops it you must from, be, from moving them. They must have like the Sundere side effect. It, it's a weird, weird magical element here. But in your time exploring it, it does seem to work kind of maybe as as a communication communication device in a similar but different fashion from from the pearl which you know allows you to do kind of like a dream walk a dream talk mm-hmm. the onyx does seem to be tied to the soul itself and hmm. um one day as perhaps you're i don't know if you take some some secluded parts of the beach or or a cave somewhere to to work on this by yourselves but as you're working on these stones, you feel a, a presence behind you and and hear some footsteps that seem to be making themselves known as you see three Lokatha fish folk walking up oh. to you. And amongst them, Namalia, the, the queen of those people whose life you saved better part of a year ago. Right. Uh, she stands in front of you holding looks like a, a magical scepter. And wearing a fine black pearl headdress. And she says, Honto of the swamp. Hello. It, it's been some time. Namalia, how have you been? My people, I- they have prospered since you have rescued me. I. That it was not just my action. My, my friends are perhaps more to, to thank than I am, but. You heard my cries through the pearl the strength of the pearl you were able to come and you have found another object that bears the same strength of the pearl he will look at it and he's just like for some reason I don't seem to have the same connection with this one we have found your troubled sleep and we have come to aid you, to pay you back. There is a ritual we can enact to connect to this object, if you would like. A a ritual we can draw and create in the sands. Hmm. I'll do anything, certainly. If you agree, they uh, maybe recommend doing this away from prying eyes of the rest of the, the pirate folk. But indeed, on on a, a sandy beach, maybe on the western side of the isle, they spend the better part of a day, you know, building up silt and mud and kind of constructing a a ring in the shandy shoals of, of the beach and protecting it from the waves with driftwood and small stones. And say they'll come back in, in the evening time under the, the moonlight as they, they go back into the ocean for a time. But when they return... They they begin they begin they they're they're chanting and if you want to help out with an arcane or a occultism check this is indeed a ritual which takes a better part of the evening to to work on the pearl and, and onyx I am afraid to tell you that 
he is not good at either of these <laughs> things. Well, they they are. So I mean, you you can just assist. You just have to be be a part. Not even, of not even, not even trained. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't, I don't like. Is is that a thing in this game? Like, there's some things you can do when you're you can't do when you're not trained or. For rituals, I think if you're the main one, you have to be trained. But I think assisting, gotcha. not so much. I've rolled really bad for the quote-unquote m- mages that she brought with her. So do you want? Do you want to try? <laughs> I can try. It's going to be a one. I just know it. Well, this is a seventeen, resulting in a sixteen. <laughs> uh, you've done better than I think half of the <laughs> the folks oh, she brought oh, hey. with her. And indeed, it does take almost all night of, of working through this ritual for what looks like a, a shimmering veil to kind of develop above your your ritual site. And it looks very similar to the one that kind of housed the immortal dreamstone when you took it from Sumitha. Kind of just like a, a shimmering wave, like heat waves above what is now like a, a purple glowing driftwood fire here on the beach. Namalia says, It is a more powerful version of your dreamings. What this stone has made is is a real soulscape where you can go and you can spend time to attune yourself to this magical stone. You can make it look like what you want. You can add whatever you need there and, and spend spend some time studying it. And if you can imagine anyone you need to help you in your journey, I, I believed you mentioned someone of of your your people, the Saltfoot, who has dealt with the stones before. Yes, that would be the elder of my village. When you enter this place, you can summon a facet of them and and speak with them. Oh, sounds very helpful. If you would like, I can accompany you in there as well. Time will not pass for for others outside of this place, but we will have the time to study. Sorry, I don't know if my cat is coming through. He's really (laughs) chatty right now. I have a nerd. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. He does have a tiny voice. Anyway, I'll take take any help that you offer, of course. Okay. This is very similar to the dreamscapes of the past that you've created and also the wish of Thalea that you made up. If you want this to look like the your, your ancestral coastline, you can. If you want to make this look like someplace else, uh, you can. But you're, you're basically setting up a place where you can go and, and study for about a week with the, the successes that we've rolled for this ritual. Technically, there if you critically succeed at this ritual, I think you can go in here for like a year and study. <laughs> wow! So yeah, it's like a, it's like the it's like Dragon Ball Z. It's the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, pretty much. But just for being a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can do other stuff in there. It's kind of like a dreamscape, but sure. Yeah, cool. If you're how, how much in, time passes in real life? No, but like no time. This is just okay. like a, a trance that you go into basically for a time and. Uh, what what would you like Honto to have it look like? I he's he's not a very creative person. Mm-hmm. He pretty much always wants to go back to his home. Like he always thinks about his home. Like whenever whenever it's somewhere he wants to be, that's what he remembers. 
Okay. Well, that's easy enough. It is probably, you know, one of those places that you can just shut your eyes and imagine everything down to the, the finest detail and have it recreated here. Uh, bringing Namalia with you, she she says, this, this is a beautiful place. I can feel your connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, while you are here, if you try to commune with the Orange Onyx, I believe you will have greater results. We do not have the time tonight. I'm so sorry, Seth, to roleplay out the next week or so. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> but you get more downtime than everyone else. I hope you know. Oh, well, I get like a month and, and a week. <laughs> yeah, you're just like... <laughs> I could have had a month and a year. year vacation. You guys ever gotten really sick after you already took a vacation and you have double vacation? <laughs> sure, double yes. vacation. Double yeah, vacation yeah. is the best. It's you know, actually a vacation here in America. <laughs> yeah, it also, like, it depends on what kind of sick. Like, COVID, I had COVID this year after I took okay, a long cool. vacation, yeah, so uh, I had, like, two-week vacation. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that much of a vacation per- personally. But, <laughs> oh, no, know. it was terrible. It was awful. I'm just saying that you can do it. Well, that's what that, what <laughs> that's what Honto has here. Not only do you get... Honto has COVID? COVID? Auto escrow. Right. Yeah, make a fortitude save. DC, I guess. God dang it. 30. Right. Is that high? I don't know. In the mindscape, you can basically identify most of the facets of our friend, the Orange Onyx. But in addition to that, you can also choose to be uh, get a training level in either Arcana or Occultism. Oh, goody. Yeah, so now you're not. Now you have no excuse. You do all the magic stuff now. Oh man, let me tell you. If I were to, I'm. I would go with occultism easily. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me just go ahead and bump that up from untrained to trained. Mm-hmm. Heck see what yeah. we got here. You, you know what? You know bonus. what? Because of how stats work in this game, how skills work in this game, that does bring it up from a minus one. To a plus twelve. Woo woo. Yeah, yeah. That's. I, I was expecting a much smaller number for some reason. I don't know why. No, I mean trained adds your level all of a sudden. So you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty. I had forgotten about that. Pretty immediate boost. Like I, I again, I. I, I, the, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You, I mean, you've spent a week doing That's nothing true. but studying. A whole week. Mm-hmm. You are ready for the occult version of the SATs. Well, not not just that, but spending time with the Orange Onyx, you also get some of, maybe not the memories, but the experiences of people that have, have used it before. It seems like all these kind of link together users of these items in a Palantir kind of way. But this, you feel impressions of Bikindi Otongu, who used this, a a very powerful Cyclops magician who over decades kind of bound souls around the orange onyx and created that crystal lattice that you saw it in when you, when you found it in Sumitha and indeed going far back to the Lurgini people who, who gathered this and indeed used it to kind of sow harmony in the, the lands to the north. As a arcane magical relic, this has very similar capabilities to the purple pearl. This can be used to, like, if you have it infused into your 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 
armor or weapons as a, a magical item that can give you energy resistance or the quenching trait, as well as the flaming greater magical rune trait. So cool. this is this is a fiery magical item. And in addition to that, um, I believe the Purple Pearl had a similar kind of ritual once per, I guess, week. You can also use the ritual commune to to speak with any entity that kind of has kind of touched these stones before call spirits or mm. outsiders from from other realms to 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 speak with all right then to summon let's summon some demons i don't <laughs> i don't know demons i don't think demons have used this <laughs> no you can summon outsiders that's true uh, so that way we've talked demons. a lot about the a team's downtime here and a little bit about B team, but what about the rest of B team? I know Sharga, Kovic, and and Aussie probably had some goings on here. What 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 has your other characters been up to in, in all this time? Kovic is a secret. I'm not talking about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's he's, he's hidden. Say. He's hidden away. You you don't. He's he's kind of tucks himself into maybe a building or something oh. or uh, <laughs> a, a forge. <laughs> don't see. I was Ozzy hasn't doesn't have much to do unless like his expertise is needed. If it's not, then he's just keeping himself busy, as I imagine Honto also is. Uh, like maybe every once in a while, Candoso can can find Ozzy and go on a, a little side adventure because you do find strange occult relics and things like that out in the the forest that allude to a. A checkered past for this this isle. Indeed, you all know that you have angered some some outsider folk in the form of whoever was was communing and, and communicating with these ether spiders that you driven away from from the fort. But they, they at least haven't deigned to show themselves or whoever this this figure was in, in the background in the, the month or so that you have here. What about uh, Sharga, Rebecca? What's, yeah, what's she been up to? Sharga, I think, is really pouring herself into helping, you know, lift things, build things, whatever she can do to keep herself busy. Helping the captain, and that's the pretense of it all, is like just her loyalty to the, cap- to the captain. But I think some part of her is, you know, when you have a big event in your life and then afterwards you feel kind of depressed for a while? I think that's how she's feeling after killing the dragon. That's something that she's been aspiring to for so long and, you know, has been looking forward to the opportunity to take some vengeance for her crew um, against the Black Dragon, even if it's not the same one. You know, it's it's still a dragon. Um, and I think, I think she's feeling a little aimless now and, you know, trying to figure out what her next passion is gonna be i guess mm. if not a bigger dragon i don't know maybe it'll be a bigger dragon but you know what i mean like I, 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 that's how i get after a big event <laughs> so. there's just the one dragon in this ap and i'm sorry you, oh, no. it, you didn't oh. savor it enough to Heartbreak. at least bring it up a, over to a more episodes. bold lie has has nary been spoken <laughs> this is skull and shackles not another ampersand game no, with dragons in the title you Tyler. you know paizo can't help but just throw a dragon in every so often yeah and skull and shackles expected. not not dingies and dragons <laughs> <Yeah>. dingies 
So, so Kovic is not sharing with us what he's working on either. Not yet. Okay. Between, uh, but, but Cassius does have a request. Oh goodness, what? During early on in in, in the downtime, as to leave plenty or in the month, Cassius would have sent a letter off to Tidewater Rock yes. to see to see if the the lady and perhaps some of the others like select servants or whatever. Are you talking about your wife? <laughs> yes, I yes, am speaking wife. of my wife. Yes, uh, yes your wife. Okay, my we need to stand. We the establish lady. that. <laughs> the lady, that the, the lady, lady over of Tidewater, there. the lady of Tidewater Rock. <laughs> this old lady over here, <laughs> the old, the old ball and chain, the shackle and yard. Um, are you they call it the shackles? Am I right? Are you talking <laughs> about uh, Lady Agasta Smythe? Yeah, yeah. If they can't make the, you know, explain the situation. And request their presence in time for the feast, the, the, the feast. festivals, and and what have you. If also possible, and include some of his own finances to help either to help furnish, um, you know, to help with buying new clothing for both herself and those that she, her entourage that she wishes to bring, as well as gifts and things like that. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. Right, yeah, they, they maybe they send a letter in advance saying that they will be they will look forward to, to setting sail once more for this most amazing instance of, of your your rise to pirate fame. And now I want to turn around and hire a band of pirates to attack and sink that ship on its way to the <laughs> I gotta be free. I gotta be free. <laughs> I can't be tied down. <laughs> if I was playing somebody evil, that would be Almost fun. You guys have amassed, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, a small fortune between these three major treasure halls. In total, 15 points of plunder, not counting the gold coinage that you guys have taken out of these ancient city-states and, and, and dragon hordes and what have you. The building projects and the dinner before you does cost like a literal ton of treasure mm-hmm. uh, reconstructing the fort and getting the walls and, and buildings repaired is 10 points of plunder <laughs> minimum just right there including anything additional you want to to pay for like upgraded defenses and, and things along those lines creating a dock in the bay of no hospitality is going to cost five points of plunder itself and the dinner it's going to cost another five points of plunder. And that's just that's just the baseline <laughs> that you need to spend. So that's a lot for a dinner. It is a lot. You are. Well, I- including the what the is Lord's... this sushi? <laughs> yes, it, at least there's got to be some fish. No, this is this is a a huge to do that. You're not just you're not just feeding the the pirate lords themselves, but you're expected to also have like a, a mini festival for for all the ships that are coming here. Yeah, I'm sure we're feeding and entertaining like <laughs> like a thousand people, right? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, depending on how many ships each of these lords bring, that is hundreds of people at the minimum for each each pirate lord. And that I mean, you are expected minimum to to meet and greet three randomly assigned pirate lords were there anyone else you wanted to invite as well besides your wife and uh, there's there's other lords that you guys have have met and befriended over the, the last year i mean i think man 
Cassius is arrogant enough to probably invite them all. If that, <laughs> is, I mean, you know, like they're not all going to show up, right? It's like a wedding, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, and they might send gifts. Yes, you know. So I, I think <laughs> they can also send fun. assassins. <laughs> They'd be like, too. this, this guy thinks he can invite me. Oh boy, <laughs> are we going to invite everyone except for what's his name? Who's the captain? Oh, Barnabas Harrigan. We, yeah, uh, we, everyone we, we except send, for him. We send and him he's... a notification <laughs> of the party. <laughs> it's going to be like the, the the fairy in Sleeping Beauty that gets really mad that she didn't get invited to the party and everyone else did. And so she curses yeah. us all. Yeah, yeah just that. like that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no. D- I mean, if you want to send one out to each pirate lord, the pirate lords of Drenchport and... Quint, you know personally, you know that they they'll probably come. A Miss Tessa Fairwin, perhaps the Master of Gales, but there's there there are pirate lords, uh, council members. I don't even think I've mentioned yet. So. Yeah, I, it's one of those things. Like if we don't know where to possibly send something, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But you know, the Hurricane King, it's all it's all good. But yeah, the three main expenses that you have to deal with are indeed the fort. The dock and the dinner itself. If if you want to just pay for them out of pocket, I think you guys would have to contribute about 500 gold pieces to, to make up the difference. But there are, are ways to potentially reduce the cost or get some cost equivalencies if you can think about them. Does anybody have any ideas for these three main projects? And I think one we've actually already kind of talked about. We did just get a group of concubines. We could just start like sailing them around. <laughs> well, for for the hosting of the party itself, indeed, if you are willing to sign like a contract with them, and you know, say like for for their time, perhaps construct them like at, down the line, something in the way of a saloon or someplace else where they can take over. They, they'd be willing to. to to help out with the entirety of the the feast and that will reduce the cost by two plunder points so cool. it goes from five to three well could we reduce the dock cops by offering a place of operation to like rickety hake mm. like he could build a shipyard like we would promise well you know we could essentially just we would build a shipyard here for him to operate out of that, that, you're talking about increasing the cost <laughs> to uh, down the line. To down the line, it's one of those. He's like, "You help us build the dock for you. Help mm-hmm. us build this dock now. We'll build this later." No, but are, are, is there anyone or anything you can do to alleviate the costs of producing a a deep water dock here in the the Bay of No Hospitality? Let's see, can the fish folk help? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like scrolling through the spell list to see what, <laughs> out, what I can, what I can do here. Well, you got the, the you got friends. You, you have seen some Lokothal chilling with with Honte, uh, <laughs> dividing but, trench. I think, I think between you, Candoso, and would you be willing to ask Safina? Like she can just like breathe underwater forever. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. Can, I mean, yeah, it's uh, that's ties into something I'm picking up. As part of my 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 purchasings in this time off, I picked up a, a, some bottled air, so <laughs> I can just I got a bottle full of air and I can just like so I can just breathe underwater out of that <laughs> as long as I hold it in one hand. 
Um, <laughs> just imagine like a Coca-Cola bottle. You're like <laughs> just slurping <laughs> on every once in a while. Yeah. Nice. So it's like it's it's technically limitless. So mm-hmm. it's like I can stay underwater a uh, good while with her, and we'll uh, we'll make a little date out of it while we're working at it. Um, but indeed, uh, I'll, I'll use my I'll use my powerful water magics to sort of sort of generate a, a furrow through which we can make it deep enough so that some ships can have birth here. I mean, it's just it's like the Little Mermaid Not down give there. Birth here, but give give have birth. <laughs> they can have uh, they can have a birth. That no, they're, no, no, the ships aren't going to give birth. I mean, they can if they want to, but Safina also like summons a giant water elemental to like help out as well. So that's you, a way better idea. You got See, some, this like, why, that's why I bring power. you along, Safina. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're this way we work well together. She does like to to lounge around as as she watches the elemental do her work for her. She must be an intelligence based caster. Uh, I think probably charisma. I don't know if you've seen the art, the naked art for this character, but I'm guessing. Looks have very little to do with charisma, Patrick. Don't they? (laughs) No, Uh, not really. I don't suppose when it comes to building the fort, there are any like freelance work needing giants that would take. I mean, you, you were I mean, that, you were pretty that like a, adamant. That sounds, that sounds like a great idea that like they could help out, right? Yeah, you, you wanted to go to the Cyclops for this after you you took down Sumitha. Do you want to make a diplomacy check, Cassius, to see if he can, you know, get them to repair some of the aids that uh, natural nineteen for a forty? Oh boy, that is indeed a critical success, and you do get a a small work band of some of the the hardier looking cyclops who who look a, a good deal healthier than you last saw them looks like they've they've been able to get at food yeah they've a good they've, deal they've been, they've been eating some avocados and uh working out <laughs> you just leaving like <laughs> like a dumpster trucks full of avocados for them <laughs> the coolest the thing about stairs. cyclops is eating avocados is they don't care about the pit at all they just <laughs> they look the at they're like ooh, it looks like me look <laughs> so that that's enough to reduce <laughs> the dock and the fort by one and two plunder points each. I didn't really have any other suggestions. The AP suggests if someone has like a stone masonry lore or, or something similar that they can, you know, take over the construction. But I don't know. If I've, that... I've got the shape stone spell, which I mean, I could help a little bit, but that would just be like, I, you... I, I think that would be. Do you have crafting as a skill in general, or I, I, I will. Oh, it so does. it's not trained, but I have the ancestral feet. Um, I do what I want when I want. <laughs> uh, I'm a human. I'm so good, <laughs> right? A clever improviser. Hmm. So I add my level to uh, anything I'm untrained in, and I'm allowed to roll anything I'm untrained in. So I'm not like yeah. great at it, but I'm like but in addition to the passable. spell. I, I, I'd say you can you can and split your time with the dock and the the fort. Yeah, and with the incredible improv- improvisation, I can occasionally do something really quite acceptable. All right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're working on the 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 giant uh, is broken wall in the front of the fort. I'm sorry, Tyler. You got some skills too. I'm, I'm going to well, leave Kovic like a big a... like lightning bolt sort of shape, like, <laughs> Ooh, like, like so it looks cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kovic is an expert crafter. Wow! So Ooh. I don't Kovic, know. If that... Come out of your come out of your like your hole. No, 
Get out no. of your cave and did, did, no. did. <laughs> you have to do some shifts. I'm pouring my life's creativity into this forge. I hate your co- your hate your creativity. It's not. Oh, you wound you wound my artisanal pride. <laughs> uh, g- give me a roll for Candoso. Sure, for crafting. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Let's see if let's see if level's good enough for this. I mean, just roll First twenty, one. right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be perfect. <laughs> All right, hey, 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 yeah, we got we got hero points in this <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. they're natural, good. Yeah, natural one better. to a natural right, nine, much better. That is unfortunately not a success. It is enough to, to least help. I, at least I didn't knock down the wall. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> you, you don't set back the construction crews, but they come up to you and clap you on the back and be like, "Sir, it's best if you leave." That I I've studied. <laughs> My entire life, masonry. <laughs> my father, my grandfather was a mason. Um, but what if the to- what if the wall got really, really <laughs> tall in this one spot? Wouldn't it look cool? You're just like you're like whipping stone around with magic, like yeah, 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 and hey. stuff starts collapsing. You're like, uh, uh, uh. at least you didn't show up on the scene. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, like, like I got I got nudge I nudge uh, uh, Ozzy and I go Ozzy, watch this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every day you, you play a prank uh, on the construction crews here. It's hysterical. Yeah. They love it. Well, no, no he, change. He starts to make the motions of a mending spell, and he's like, "All right, I can't cast magic anymore." <laughs> no, no change for that. But across these, you guys have reduced the cost for for all of them down to a total of fifteen plunder points, which is, I mean, basically what you have. After after your many adventures, do you want to spend any extra on either the dinner or the the fortress or the dock? Like I said, you can spend some extra plunder points if you want to, like add ballista or something along those inside the fort to to, to better fortify or fortify it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How how are you, how much are you willing to spend? Because anything above the fifteen that you have will be gold coming out of your your pockets yes yeah. i mean cassius is willing to contribute a thousand whoa so so jesus christ how many how many how much gold do you have cassius we all got a thousand from the most recent uh, adventure yeah, i think i have i mean you you've got like ancient coins from several sites here at this point you've got a lot of a lot of monies i mean hanto is always willing to give every liquid asset he has so you know whatever let's see as far as as far as preparing for a feast goes let's see create food as a level two spell and purify food and drink as a level one spell <laughs> i mean that's a lot of scrolls i have a question could i could i leverage my skills in society and crafting to make a beautiful feast and decorations for the table I mean, you can definitely help out with Odessa Requeo when when the time comes for it. I think, as far as like purchasing, like sourcing food and stuff, that that won't be much affected by roles like that. If that makes sense, like you'll you'll still have to send out for for shipments of, of food and drink. But perhaps I can speed this along a little bit because an opportunity does come a knocking on your door later in that week. As you finish up some of the preparations on the fart and the and the dock, a, a fairly familiar ship comes sailing into the Bay of No Hospitality. 
one you've not seen for almost a year to fine masted vehicles, ships, intersea sailing ships flying the flag of, of an eagle knight with a pirate skull emblazoned atop it come to the Isle of Empty Eyes here. And stepping off, you see this is indeed none other than the ship of one Merrill Pegsworthy, the Andorran free captain you guys met at Rickety Hakes, who agreed to look the other way in your taking taking a ship from uh, Barnabas Harrigan. Was that the good-looking one, or is that the... Uh, the <laughs> no, I mean, the, they're, the, they're the all good-looking. Uh, this, sure. this is a, like, ex-Andoran Eagle Knight with a, a peg leg and, indeed, a, a penchant <laughs> for... He, he was actually a, a cohort of your Uncle Olivier. Uh, he was... I know that Hanto didn't didn't mind this guy because he te- he, he's, a, he's anti-slaver. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was cool. He comes a point with with some men and what looks like a few plunder points of goods to trade here with with folk. So he'd be taking, you know, gold from your economy and giving goods to it. But he finds you, Cassius, and perhaps the rest of you in the, the farts square and walks up and saying, uh, I, I, I let a, a young brash captain slip out from under my thumb and he goes and wins the free captain's regatta. I should have taken that ship of yours while I could and added it to my fleet. He'll extend an arm out to shake. Cassius will grab it and he'll say, The ship is fine, but I could have taken, with this crew, I could have taken a a ship with 30 holes in it and crossed that line first. Well, perhaps you'd like to make a trade? I've got some, some vessels with holes in them that are looking for repairs. Regardless, it was a good thing for you back then. I was in a civil mood. <laughs> I've come to see how you're coming along on the aisle and make some trades and perhaps an offer. Uh, offer you a sweet deal you might care to take. Could we retire for drinks? Someplace maybe perhaps a little more quiet. There's like, you know, obviously banging and, and, and hammers going day and night here in the dock. Of course, we... We found, some cyclo- we found some Cyclopean <laughs> wine. Jackhammers. We- Magical jackhammers. <laughs> Cyclopean <laughs> wine. Cyclopean wine sounds delightful. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> Single eye. Okay. Yeah, so if you you head back to your your own private building here in, in Fart Olivier, he'll he'll take a drink and, and offer you perhaps some, some pipe weed. And gets down to business right away, says, uh, Captain, I'm actually not here just on a pleasure call, but by the grace of a, a, a mutual friend of ours, a one lady Tessa Fairwin, I believe she was the one that sponsored you in that great regatta that you won. She has both a, a favor to ask and a favor to give, if you're willing to hear her out. We are indebted to Tessa for her kindness and sponsorship. I'm happy to hear what she has to propose. And I thank you for bringing it this way. Well, I should I should uh, say I'm I'm in her confidence as well. Uh, we we've worked together on on some projects that uh, well have our interests have aligned. She seems to think that this this spy network that she's on to of 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 chelish agents has has perhaps started up again. She told me to tell you. She was hoping you'd help run down another lead, just like you did before the regatta. And uh, she said you earned her favor then, and she was willing to give it once more. Those leads paid off, and she's been working on them ever since. And through the line, she's she's heard a name come up. 
name of a run rum runner uh, makes trips north to the inner sea. Sailor by the name of Fargo Viterand. And the, the rumors are this Viterand uses his smuggling runs as a as a cover. Because like clockwork, all of his smuggled goods are seized and, and confiscated by the Chalaxian Navy, but only only the, the low-stake runs that he makes. Any of the big, expensive ones all seem to get through quite right, but every once in a while when he's light on cargo, he'll get boarded and, and raided. So it's funny when luck like that seems to, to find you, huh, Captain? So wait, his crime is the cover-up? <laughs> yeah. He, That's he the cover story? Yeah, he, he he's gets raided by the, the Chelish and perhaps is, is doing that as cover. Uh, La- Lady Fairwind thinks he might be passing information to the Chalaxian intelligence. What exactly, we don't know, but we do know his next shipment. He's running a large amount of rum out of Hell Harbor and, and, and going to take it north to the inner sea, but is, is coming this direction with a shipment of, of slaves from the coast. He's going to be dropping them off at Girata Sahara in the Rampur Isles, day and a half south of here. A chance to both eliminate a slave runner and relieve him of a large number of barrels of rum is something my crew will delight in being able to do. Plus, well, this is this is just yeah. not any ordinary rum. This is a a massive shipment, uh, one that we think he'd likely get through to the the inner sea. But Fairwind knows you're having this party in a fortnight and wants to make sure that the booze is top rate. She got your invitation. Ooh. But if, if you're able to to liberate this, take take his hold and perhaps bring this traitor in for questions alive. Well, she she would now be in your debt if you're able to do that. But perhaps we'll be able to get ahead of whatever this Chalaxian plot is. Find out what it is they're they're up to. Do you have any personal thoughts on what the Chelyax might be trying to accomplish here in the Shackles? Well, they could be keeping tabs on all the the pirate council and. You never know. There's always rumors in the wind that they they have eyes and ears in the council itself. But maybe they're just looking for a way to take out some heavy hitters whenever they can. If you sail under your flag, you might cause some suspicion. I don't know if how well you, you trust all your men and these new laborers uh, that have come aboard here. But it's always possible that th- th- there are some that might be feeding information back through whatever this network might be. Perhaps you can send some of your your new pirates, some someone that you trust under my flag and, and one of my ships here, the Unbroken Banner, and perhaps they can they can uh, make this this rum running trip in your stead. Is it is a do you have a true a crew you can trust? Maybe some kind of B team of individuals that would be willing. There has been a there has been a small group that I've been able to count on, led by. The biggest orc woman I've ever seen, if I'm telling truth. And I'm sure they could get this accomplished. Well, that sounds like a tale for another time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Yarg. Whatever it might be. Indeed, we'll have some some rum running and continuance of this this plot. And our first sailing <laughs> episode in <laughs> about... 40 episodes, I think. Oh, Alaris is going to be so jealous of B-Team. She's going to be like, but, but, okay. Well, 
I was going to suggest it. I'm going to tell him to leave when like Alaris is off on a hike. <laughs> uh, if you want Alaris to, uh, to be the the captain of of that that cruise, that's also a possibility. Might just be a little too conspicuous to have the the captain leave for the better part of a week. <laughs> captain Cassius leave for the better part of a week during this this construction. Makes but, sense. Yeah, we will we will talk about that and, and get back into that part of the adventure next time. Guys, thank you for playing with me. Thank, thank you, Patrick. you, Patrick. Listeners, thank you for listening. Patreon pirates, freebie captains, all of our, our critter manders out there. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. Um, let us know what you think about it in the Discord, and we will talk to you next time here on Deadman Rollo Crits. Yar. Yar. Rawr. Oh.